before we start this episode three, I would like to inform the listeners that we got better quality mics, but we made an error in hooking them up, causing reverb later on in this episode and the next. If you can't stand the reverb, we're going to be making an episode 3.5 and 4.5, which will be cliff note versions of what happened, in order to skim through the episodes if you so please. But if you want to listen to the episode, we hope you enjoy it, and thanks as always for listening to our podcast. Hello, and welcome back to a D&D channel. I'm your Dungeon Master Dominic, providing romance, adventure, and thrills to the listeners of our audience. I am here with Poppy, who is played by Melina. Melina, please speak into the microphone. You kind of stole my part. (laughs) My bad. Hello. (laughs) Let's start off with uh, some facts, maybe. I thought... In honor of Poppy meeting Darwin Stampler once again, um, I'd share their uh, story of their first meeting back when they were children, back oh. in the um, town of Bellhaven. Poppy was just around the bright young age of five when her mother, Donnie, sent her out on her first liquor store run <laughs> for her favorite uh, mulled spiced berry wine. So, um, on her way, she noticed a head of uh, brown hair popping out of a thorny bush. And she thought to herself, what the fuck? Why is someone poking around in a pokey bush? And so she went in to investigate, and uh, there he was, this dapper young blue-eyed boy, and um, he was momentarily tangled up in the bush and forever tangled in her heart. So you saw Darwin Stampler for the first time in a bush. Yep. What was he doing in the bush? Um, He was stuck. He was stuck in a bush. Yep, his... uh trousers and his shirt was just completely stuck in the bush okay (laughs) he sounds kind of like a klutz yeah he is okay so you remember darwin stamplers being a klutz Mm -hmm. i specifically wrote down um uh, not dim-witted but dense dense okay poppy hello Uh i'm stuck in a bush would you please help me out (laughs) yeah i probably gave her a good superiority complex over him okay And then the DM fact I was going to drop today, uh, I'm going to drop two because I didn't know exactly what to say about Darwin because he's a big role here. The first fact that I have is that Nigel, the talking chicken, uh, his favorite prank to pull was any pranks on Owen. The baby that cries too much, Poppy. This is the best pranks is for the baby that cries too much. I miss Nigel. Yeah, Nigel, you might see him one day. Who knows? And then the second thing I wanted to mention is a symptom of the plague that's killing all the men is green mold on their eyeballs. And to clarify, this isn't what's killing them. It's just a symptom. So frothing at the mouth is a symptom of a drug overdose. Mold growing on the victims that are dying in your village, a symptom of that is green mold growing on their eyeballs. Do normal people who die, would they eventually grow green on their eyeballs? If they died from whatever's killing everybody in the village, then they would get symptoms of it. But if they died of like a heart attack, they would not get green mold on their eyeballs. Just wondering if there's like a new decomposer in this world. Mm, Nope. To mention Darwin real quick, just in case we throw this in. Darwin, you remember from back in the day, a boy you went to fairy school with. Big old stud. As all the green molded symptoms started coming out on all the dying people, Darwin got the fuck out of Dodge. Darwin took off at a young age. You're 15, so... I presume with his family. He took off on his own. Oh, okay. He he just passed his uh, boyhood trial. So he's 16. He's a little bit older than you. He ran away a year ago. Did he realize that the men were specifically being... Yeah. So when the first hit, it was pretty obviously just men. Just men were getting sick with this and just men were dying. It was brutally obvious from the get-go. And Darwin was one of a handful of men that got the fuck out because they didn't want to get this shit on them. Okay. But most of the men in your village stayed to try to help. And most of the men, if not almost all of them, have perished. Good for Darwin, but also kind of shitty. And with that, we will start... Our adventure. I'm so fucking cute, bitch. I'm so fucking cute. Attitude abusive. But I'm so fucking cute. You find yourself on stage three of your DMT trip. 
You just convinced a town to abandon eating meat and save a chicken population from being discovered as genius, over-the-top pranksters who hate babies named Owen. But after being teleported through another door portal and into large grassland field with a cabin on the lake, you just saw your childhood crush, Darwin Stampler, wave you inside for dinner as if you've been here before. Poppy, there you are. I hope you had fun picking berries. Why don't you come inside? Dinner will be ready shortly. Berry picking? I don't have any berries. You, you didn't get any berries from picking? That's okay. I have food on the stove. Why don't you come in and sit down? Oh, Darwin. We have a few things to talk about. I need to tell you something. I may fear upset you, but we'll we'll get to that. Will you will you please sit down at the table? I'll I'll prepare dinner and out shortly. Of course, I have some questions myself. Like like how are you here? What are you doing? Am I dreaming? Because I know this would be a promising, awesome dream. Oh, honey, you're such filled with creativity and imagination, as if he's seen you a million times already, and this isn't a shock for him. Uh, okay. Um, dinner, you said? What'd you make? We have jackfruit cooking on the pan. I know it's your favorite. Oh, my. Oh, it's been forever. I'm almost finished cutting my wood. Why don't you go inside, sit down, make yourself comfy, and I'll be in there shortly to serve you. All right. I'll journey inside the house and sit down. Upon walking in, you see a finely decorated cabin with aesthetic candles, a small dining room, a fireplace, small stove kitchen, and a bed. You smell jackfruit being cooked on the stove and a variety of various vegetables. Darwin comes in behind you after you hear him cut a few more wood logs in half and says, Poppy, please have a seat. And he hastily prepares you a dish on the small dining room table that you're sitting at. I feel like a princess. <laughs> oh, you are my little princess. <laughs> oh, Darwin. We've been together for so long here that... Uh, we, we The life we've made together is just so fantastic. How, how long exactly have we been together? Just as a reminder, just checking to see if you remember. <laughs> Roll a deception check to see if you are convincing him properly. Six. Oh. oh, honey, you're such a goofball. And he doesn't answer because he thinks you're joking with him. And he says, so again, I need to tell you something I fear may be upsetting for you. You see... Our beloved cat, Callie, has run away and I fear she may be lost in the woods. It's been roughly 24 hours and she usually returns by now. And, well, you know, after we eat, I would like to go searching for her before it gets too dark. You can come with and search with me if you'd like, but if not, you've been berry picking all day. Please take a load off if you feel like it. You know, I'm not feeling too hungry right now. Why don't we, why don't we go right now? Just, you know, like you said, before the sun goes down. I'm not, I'm not too hungry. Honey, it's the mid-afternoon. We have a little bit. I think if you eat your food, that's probably the best choice. You'll need your energy. So, uh, you do what you like. I won't make you do anything you don't want to, but I know what's best for my baby, and I think you should eat your food and get some energy, and then we'll go out searching. Why don't we establish a compromise? Let's take it to go. You know what? That's fine. We could do that. And as he's saying that, you hear a knock at the door. Uh, I'll get that. Uh, if you'd like. All right. And you walk up to get it? Yep, I'll walk up and uh, open the door. Upon opening the door, you see a green wart-faced goblin in a suit holding a bouquet of flowers. He holds them out to you and says, Veronica sends you her love. Uh. Veronica Tang. You know Veronica Tang. And as he says that name, it instantly rings a bell as a girl you also went to fairy school with. You recognize Veronica as the prettiest girl from your fairy school. The girl who egged your tree hole home with her friends, left you mean locker notes, and once even framed you for farting in class. <gasps> Veronica sends you her love. And on the flowers, you see a note reading, Dear Darwin, I know your girlfriend Poppy is a fantastic person, but I would like to remind you that if anything ever happens to her, I'll always be here for you. XOXO, Veronica Tang. Well, I guess we all have our admirers, and I should take it as a, um... An uplifting thing that I chose the best man in the lot. The goblin looks at you and says something under his breath. One day Veronica will have him. That's what you think. He stands there staring at you in the doorway. Thanks for the flowers. And I'll take him out of his hand and shut the door in his face. <laughs> you hear him walking away after that. Um, what beautiful flowers. And I'll uh, walk around the um, house, grab a vase, put some uh, water in it, chop off the ends, and put the flowers in. Poppy, just so you know... 
you know I love you, and Veronica is just crazy. She's always had a crush on me, and I've always rejected her. You know you have nothing to ever worry about, right? It's okay. I trust you, darling. So, as you continue eating, he looks at you and says, uh, So, would you like to take dinner to go, and we can head out? Yeah, do we have a cup of uh, Callie's favorite food? Maybe we could put some near the door or shake it near her. Sure. And he, he grabs a little can of like fresh fish from the lake that he caught. And Perfect. So as you guys take your meals to go, you he made you like a jackfruit burrito. And then as you guys get up to leave the door with your food in hand, he grabs a sword hanging from the hook and he says, I saw some wolves roaming in the woods earlier while getting firewood. Just so you know, you can never be too careful, even with more reasons for finding Callie quickly. Good thing we're heading out now. Let's go and see if we can pick up her tracks. That's a good idea. And then um, I'm going to stalk out to the logs that he's chopping and grab the axe. Cool. Okay. So you now have an axe with your bow and arrow? Yep. So you're going to go outside and look for like clues and stuff like that or try and pick up her tracks? Yeah, definitely. Okay. So your humble cabin is placed next to a lake in the middle of a large grassland region. When you walk out are some small rolling hills in the distance with small creeks here and there. You have a small front porch with two rocking chairs and a small cat-sized log cabin for Callie in the middle, which has a bowl of water next to it. Oh. But no Callie. But no Callie. No Callie. Um, could I, like, do a perception roll and see if there's, like, some fresh scat nearby? Maybe 100%. some paw prints? Roll a d20. <laughs> nah. Oh, God. Okay. So, when you look around, you don't find any fresh scat but you find a little bit of goblin blood and a blood trail leading off in a direction in the foothills right near her little wooden log cabin. Huh. Um, Darwin? Was this here before? Oh, my. No, actually, I did not see any of that. Have you been searching for her within the past 24 hours? I was kind of giving it a little bit of a gap of time to see if she'd come back. I didn't want to freak out too much because she, she does tend to wander off now and then, but... Okay. I was hoping she'd be back by now, but, but my dear, I have a feeling this just got a lot more urgent than I once thought. I think we should head off in the direction of the goblin blood. I think you're probably right. And it heads off into the rolling hills a little bit. Wow, Dar Darwin, you're so supportive. I would do anything for my poppy. <laughs> Darwin. The life we've made here together is something I would cherish and would be worth fighting for any day of the year, my love. <sighs> My greatest fantasy. <laughs> so as you guys make your way through some familiar grasslands that slowly rise and turn into foothills that are somewhat unfamiliar to you, while heading up a large foothill, you hear a loud screech. In the distance, you see a black cloud quickly making its way toward you. You have eight seconds to respond. Is the screech a cat screech? It is not a cat screech. You're in the foothills. You just got out of the grassland, so you see rolling hills around you. You hear a loud screech and a black cloud heading in your direction. I will dart off towards the screech. You'll dart off toward it. Toward it. Okay. Someone must be in help. I wonder if it was the goblin from before who was bleeding everywhere. Maybe he was looking for Callie too. So the screech is coming from the black cloud. And as you approach, the black cloud slowly forms and you see it getting closer to you, and you have a moment. You, you, I'll let you make one roll as this black cloud makes its way toward you. Okay. Like, gets closer. What would you like to do? Like, you can do a, a roll? Yeah, like, you can make a perception check on it. You can do... Uh, do I see whatever was making the screech? You see it's coming from the black cloud. I'll do a arcana check on it. An arcana check? Yeah. Okay, roll a d20. 18. Oh, shit. Okay. Well, you can see that this is a large flock of birds. Oh, okay. And that with your arcana check, you can tell that it's almost definitely controlled by a spell. Okay. And that's all you can gather from it. Okay. Are the birds actual birds? Or are they like magic birds? You don't know. You just know that there's a flock of birds that are controlled by a magic spell of some sort. And it's coming right at you. Oh, shit. And, and uh, we'll hide down in the bush. Okay. Because it's going to be past the eight second mark and you had your roll, I'm going to give you disadvantage to hide in a bush. Okay. And you're going to be pulling Darwin Stampler with you, I assume? Yes. Okay. Roll a d20 with disadvantage to see if you can properly hide in a bush. No. Um, wait, with what? Stealth. With disadvantage. Uh, the first one was a 12. Okay. 
it'll be the 12. Okay. Uh, tell me how you attempt to hide in a bush. Grab Darwin and drag him behind me. Okay. So now the fun starts. <laughs> Roll initiative. Okay. <laughs> 22. Okay. You're definitely going first. So as you pull Darwin into the bush, you see a large swarm of ravens getting closer and it's barreling right toward you and Darwin in the bush. You have... So they followed us? Yeah, they're, they're coming straight for you now. Okay. And they're now swarming down on top of you. And they're about to attack you, but you have a better initiative, so you're going to be able to get to them before. Let me roll for Darwin as well. Okay. Okay, so I rolled initiative for Darwin in the swarm. And as you barrel you and Darwin into the bush, the swarm sees both of you guys and goes straight for you with their beaks piercing like daggers heading right in your direction. Okay. You have initiative, the swarm, and then Darwin. Okay. I'll pull out my bolt, my bow, my short bow. Take a shot, and then as my bonus action, I'm going to yell at Darwin and be like, Watch out! As they get closer, you hear, like, uh, by the sounds of, like, 30. You hear, <laughs> of a bunch of different crows just coming straight into your direction, and Darwin's in the bush. Okay. Darwin's in the bush, just like back in the day. He's, like, kind of tangled up, like a little nerdy klutz. Mm -hmm. And the crows come straight toward you guys, and you're going to take a shot with your bow. So roll a d20. 16. Nice. Roll your damage. Okay, that's 9 damage. And I'm going to aim for whichever bow is, or sorry, whichever crow is nearest to me. Poppy, I hope you get a good shot on the crows. <laughs> he's like kind of, he, he's, he's not scared, but he's in the flock and he's not used to legitimate fighting. So he's like, okay. you know, he's like, oh fuck. I'll destroy this murder. So you say, I'm going to destroy this murder? Yes, because, uh, you know, a flock of crows is a murder. Murder that murder, honey. <laughs> and you take a shot and you hit, a, like, your arrow plunges through three really big forefront crows and just drops three crows from the sky with one arrow. You took a shot right in the gut of this thing. And three crows drop and the swarm kind of, like, dissipates a little bit and then forms back together with more... Argh! Three down, many more to go. And now the swarm's gonna try to pick who it wants to go for. I'm gonna roll a D4 to see who it wants to attack. Okay. If it's one to two, it's Darwin. If it's three and four, it's you. I'd assume it'd be me. <laughs> I would think so too, but a swarm is crazy. All right. So the swarm's gonna swarm on you and it's going to attempt to pierce you with their beaks. Ah! Not the eyes! What's your AC? Um, 16. 18 beats your armor class. It's going to do three points of damage as the crows swarm down. And you, for the most part, get out of the way of most of the crows, but you feel a few beaks that are really sharp for a fucking raven beak that just slice through you and cause a few scratches as they swarm. And they kind of stay in your area and you're in like a big cr a cloud of like raven swarm now. Okay, okay. And now it's Darwin's turn. Go get him, honey! I'm going to murder that murder. Yeah! Wait, I already said that. Sorry, I'll, I'll try and think of another one. It's okay, good one! So Darwin's going to take his axe and swing at the flock that's around him. He rolled a 19. Badass. Holy shit, Darwin's doing good. Darwin's going to do 9 points of damage on the Raven Swarm. And so you see this buff man, this ogred out fucking muscled guy with lean muscle taking swacks at this Raven Swarm and just knocking a few crows out one by one taking the big clunk and at one point it disperses mm -hmm. and then comes back at less than half of what it was before. Okay. Way to go, Darwin! I'm counting on you! You can always count on me, baby, he says as he knocks one giant fat crow out of the sky and cuts the crowd down in half. Ooh! Strong and able. <laughs> it's your turn. Okay. Um, I'm gonna continue to shoot at the flock. Okay. And that's a 14. You hit. Okay. 11. Okay, what does it look like as you finish off the raven swarm? There's still going to be a few ravens left, but you're going to take out the heart of the ravens. What's it look like as you disperse the crowd? I'm going to do the arrow roulette method and swing nice and high and like rainbow it over to... Okay. Um, 
I, nobody expects an attack from above when you're a bird, so. Oh, nice. Volley it down. <laughs> so you, you take out a few, the a chunky crow. One big crow mm-hmm. gets hit with the arrow and falls and hits another crow. Yep. It's and like it, a domino effect. Yeah. And now the crow is that the crow swarm is at like 25% what it was before. Mm-hmm. And then almost as if like a, a magical barrier bursts from it that disperses the crows and they fly in all separate directions. And... Now you're standing on a bunch of green foothills with Darwin outside of a bush with a beautiful landscape in front of you and a tree forest edge line running in the distance. Goblin blood trails leading over the foothills to it. Um, are there dead bird bodies around us? There are dead bird bodies. Well, we should collect a few of these and maybe bring them home for Callie to snack on. <laughs> Honey, you are so ever-loving of our cat, Callie. God, what a great cat mother you are. How could I not? She's a perfect little piece of heaven. I'll grab these raven bodies and put them in my tote bag. You don't need to carry any birds. I know exactly how many Callie's going to like. And he picks up like three crow <laughs> bodies and puts them in his little tote bag. To the blood! <laughs> As you guys finish picking up the ravens and following the blood, it leads you to the edge of the thick forest line. Like, are we in a trail or are we headed to, like, a giant bank of trees? Uh, so you're, right now, you're heading over a bunch of, like, green, medium-level foothills. Mm-hmm. And it brings you to, like, a thick forest edge line. Okay. That just goes through the entire mm-hmm. land. You can see into the forest a little bit, but not, like, you know, it's... It, there's trails inside of it, but for the most part, it's like a jungle almost. Okay. But roll a, a regular perception check to see what you see. Um, <laughs> nat 20. Holy shit, you're rolling good today. I am. So as you walk through the foothills for a few quick hours, you eventually see a dense wall of forest. On the edge, you see a deer in the distance with its fawn and two large wolves stalking them from a distance. You see the wolves closing the distance on the unsuspecting prey quickly. Is there anything you do? Yeah, I take out my bone. Oh wait, is it a baby wolf? Nope, they're normal wolves. Okay, um, I take out my bow and um, meanwhile whisper to Darwin, the wolves have been plaguing our forests. Honey, aim true. These wolves may be stalking our precious cat, Callie. Take one of them out, honey. For Callie. And I'll, uh... For Cowie. <laughs> and he puts his hand on your shoulder. <laughs> Darwin. Um, I'll notch an arrow in and, uh, shoot at him then. Okay, so you see two wolves. Yep. Roll your d20 for a surprise attack that you're giving on one of the wolves. Okay. Um... So you, there's two wolves, one in front, one in back. Which okay. one do you aim for, front or back? Um, the one in front, and I'm gonna aim for its leg. Okay, so you do, just to give the painting the picture easy enough, you see them stalking on the forest line. So the, like, imagine a thick wall of forest. Okay. And both animals are on the edge, the fawn and its mother, and then two wolves on the edge coming. And, you know, you're a distance away, but you just came over a rolling foothill, so you have a good vantage point and observation view. You know, so you're not super far away, but you have a good outlook on these two wolves stalking. Okay. So you rolled your d20, what'd you get? Um, I got a 7 with my attack bonus of 7, so 14. Holy, you have an attack bonus of 7? I do. Jesus Christ. It's because it uses my dexterity, my dexterity is 5. Okay, so what are you aiming for on this? Front wolf and front leg. Okay. Okay. Roll your damage because you definitely hit. Okay. 7. Shit, holy cow. So your arrow flies through and hits the wolf center mass and like really plunges into its meat, but right near the heart, not enough to really take it down, but you- Specifically aiming for its leg. Yeah, but like, so like imagine center mass of a wolf near Uh its, like center mass is like, I would imagine right where its front leg would be almost, Uh except a little farther back. So you hit like shoulder area. But it doesn't plunge deep enough to, like, land in that perfect little kill zone. Okay. But you were fucking close. I was more trying to trip it up than kill it, so that's right on. You hit the wolf near the leg, and it goes, (laughs) And it looks at you frightenedly, and the other wolf stands in front of it in a guarding view and stares at you and uh, ignores the fauna, and both wolves turn their attention onto you. The hurt wolf behind the leading wolf now. Eyes gaze right into your eyes. Roll initiative. Menacingly? Oh, menacingly as fuck. 17. 
19 Ooh. without an added bonus. Uh, I'm gonna add Darwin's as well. Okay. You got 17? Yep. Holy shit, Darwin rolled a nat 20. Ow! <laughs> so, so as the wolf stands in front of the hurt wolf, Darwin looks at you and says, Honey, you got the you got the ravens. I got this one. And he stands in front of you with his axe. And him and the main wolf in charge rush at each other and you hear Darwin let out a raging roar of for Kali. Such an animal. He's gonna roll a d20 on the wolf. So the wolf behind the leading wolf is on like death's door. Like you shot it in a good fucking spot. Okay. But it's still alive and the wolf in front lunges forward and Darwin meets it in the middle of you and the wolf and just cracks down with his uh, axe. And again, you hear another look, and he like cuts down to this wolf's belly. And so now it is the wolf's turn. Okay. And they're gonna go for you. The first wolf lunges at you, and he gets a plus four, so it is a 16 beat your armor class. 16 is my armor class, so yes. Okay, so he's gonna do seven points of damage as the wolf lunges forward and grabs you on the arm and just rips his head back and forth shredding your meat and the other wolf will take in his place and he will be going for darwin so the other one comes from behind and lunges at darwin he's definitely gonna hit as well <laughs> well you guys aren't doing that great anymore so strong and he's gonna do seven points of damage trying to draw. So the other wolf grabs onto your arm and just starts ripping at your your meat, and the other one grabs Darwin by the leg and just starts ripping at his meat as well. No, not my favorite arm! I meant three. Holy shit. Yep. Darwin's looking pretty fucked up, by the way. <laughs> Ditto. And as he's getting ripped by the wolves, he's like, don't worry, Poppy. I'll do everything I can to protect you from these wolves. And you hear, like, some real, real fear in his voice. And it's just, you hear, like, rah, 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 rah. No, Darwin, no! Don't worry, baby. I'm worried. It is now your turn. Okay. Oh, no. 11? No. So Fuck! You aim your arrows at the wolf and shoot and miss as the wolf is, like, in a feral mode. What it was, oh, they attacked my it was your turn, yeah. bow shooting arm. Yeah, the the wolf bit your bow shooting arm, uh -huh. so you were a little bit weak on exactly. the, the aim. Your, your arm was shaking a little bit too much as you aimed down the sights. Mm-hmm. So it is now Darwin's turn, and he's going to go after the wolf that was going after you. So his wolf is biting him on the leg. He's going after the one that's going after you. Okay. So as you miss your shot and the wolf gazes into your eyes, Darwin, with a wolf biting onto his leg, just comes down with his axe and cuts the wolf's head straight off. Jesus. <laughs> and he's like... Off the wolf that's biting me or the wolf yeah, that's... Okay. The wolf on you, and he's... As he, he puts his axe in the air, he goes, Get away from my girlfriend, you sick fuck. And you just hear, as he cuts the wolf's head clean off. Okay. And now it's the other wolf's turn. Oh, thank you, Darwin. You got it, baby. And the other wolf is going to roll in charge for uh, you again. As he lunges up, he jumps up in the air, diving for your throat, and completely misses and rolls and hits the ground and is... A good distance away from both of you. You have a shot on the wolf now if you want. Okay. What do you do? I would like to take that shot. Yep. The wolf rolled in that one, by the way. Oh, good. So he, like, he hit the ground pretty hard and, like, rolled, you know, is pretty fucked up. Makes Jump. sense. Oh, yeah. How do you finish the wolf? You um, got a, you got 11. a six. Yeah, 11. Yeah. Um, because I rolled so well, can I just take an arrow and stab it into its gut as it's jumping over me? Can you beat the HP by enough to where you 100% can. So tell okay. me what you do to the wolf. So um, my bitten arm is pretty weak. So I just reach back into my quiver and jam it straight up into its like mm. chest region as it jumps over Okay. Me. Yeah, so the wolf jumps into the air and you dive it straight into its like breastplate yep. area and just dig it, hold it onto your arms and just drop it uh -huh. as it plumps right next to you. Yep. And Darwin's like, my God, it's my girlfriend incredible. Not as incredible as my boyfriend. <laughs> Honey, we're, we're kind of hurt right now. We are. Um, we just got pretty fucked up by those wolves. And I don't know what this forest has in, in turn for us. If you need to turn back, 
don't you dare worry about finding Callie. I promise you I'll find her for you. Should we eat our jackfruit burritos? Oh, yeah. That'd be cool. <laughs> and he, uh, Darwin tries to make you a, a little picnic table area with, like, some brush and trees nearby. He's going to roll a uh, nature check to okay. see how well. And you can, if you want to, you can help him. And you roll, he rolls with advantage. So you, you know, he goes out and gets some brush. With help, you mean? Yeah. yeah. Okay, I'll help him. Okay, so he, he rolled a 15. Like a tree stump? Yeah, so you guys found a nice tree stump. He even had, like, a quick little lean-to that wouldn't keep water out, but it gave you guys a little bit of shade. So you okay. get it. I'm going to give you guys a short rest for this as you guys chill okay. out for a second. Take a breather? Yeah. Okay. As you guys sit down to eat your jackfruits on a stump with a little bit of shade over top, you guys can both roll your hit dice to see how much health you regain as you're here for an hour eating jackfruit for a short rest. Okay, five. Okay, not bad. Holy shit. Darwin rolled a nine. Nice. So Darwin's back at full health. How much are you missing? Oh, I think you're back at full health too. No. Oh, the crows got you a little bit too, huh? Yeah. I'm at eight. At this point, you guys have been traveling over the foothills for like an hour or two. I'll say two hours exactly. Okay. And now you guys are chilling on the stump for an hour. Okay. So you left right before noonish. So it's probably roughly about one to two o'clock. Okay. And it gets dark at around eight. Okay. You know, and there's no disadvantages that you can tell or that might be creeping up on you just as a matter of time going by you guys are following a blood trail you're at the edge of a forest line and it's about two o'clock got it you guys are eating jackfruits you're pretty fucked up still okay i mean i'm mildly fucked up mildly and darwin's like he's like eating his jackfruit and staring to the forest like courageous looking stare he's more of staring with like in the way a fly could land on his eyeball and <laughs> like would... the thousand yard stare yeah <laughs> zoning out <sighs> poppy do you like my jackfruit burrito i made absolutely delicious i gotta be honest it's not as enjoyable without callie being here to rub her back you know what i'm inclined to agree i really miss that kitty we'll get her back i promise well i guess we'll follow the blood trail into the forest huh and after you guys eat your burritos, you see that the blood trail leads off into like a game trail that okay. is moderate human-sized. Are there any indications along the blood trail that might suggest that it's leading towards our cat? You can roll a d20. Roll like a... Perception or... Uh, up to you. You are a ranger. Yes. Isn't there something about rangers that like you know exactly how many numbers are there with you? Oh, yeah. Um, actually... I get the natural explorer trait, which in a forest, which we are now in a forest. Mm -hmm. When traveling for more than an hour. I get, yeah, travel one hour in favored terrain. You can't get lost except by magic. You, while alone, you get stealth, forge, two times food, tracking, learn number, size, and how long ago that person traveled in. So you can see that it's a singular goblin. Okay. That's traveling in the woods. Okay. So the tracks seem like they're roughly around 10 hours old. Okay. So he was there a while ago. It couldn't have been the bouquet goblin. Earlier this morning type of deal. Yeah, earlier this morning. Not gonna lie, my first suspicion with the, bou the bouquet bou mm -hmm. goblin. Yeah, he's probably off in the woods somewhere like... Humping you know. Veronica? Yeah. That bitch. No, he, Veronica's above that. Sure. Uh, as you guys make your way into the woods, Darwin looks at you and says, Poppy, these woods are scary. But I know that this is your favorite terrain. I'm sure you're going to do fantastic in this. You know, most guys want to make their girlfriend feel safe. I'm here to let you know I feel safe when I'm with you. Aw, Darwin. You know. <laughs> he farts. <laughs> oh, excuse me, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to ruin the moment. <laughs> <laughs> he slaps his forehead. <laughs> Idiot. God. <laughs> okay, so you guys make your way through the forest. Yeah, following the, the blood trail. So as you find your way through the forest, you manage to find a small game trail that leads to an opening of matted down brush where you find a dead goblin body. You've been traveling for over an hour. Uh, you find a dead goblin body with animal bites taken from his neck with a pair of footprints leading on. Are they Cali bites? Ooh. Um, roll a d20, and if you get anything other than a nat one, I'll tell you. 
Um, six. They are definitely canine bites. Okay. Wolf bites, perhaps? You can tell that there's one animal that's been here biting on him. Just one animal? Yeah, just yeah. one. Okay. So it's one canine that's been biting on this dead goblin body. Okay. And blood trails lead off into the distance. How odd of a, of a canine to have not finished its meal and just taken bites out of it. And your trail starts to get very uh, dispersed a little bit okay. and a little bit harder to track. I'd like to search the little matted down area for signs of Cali. Okay, roll a d20. You're a ranger, so you could do a nature check if you want. 17. As you sift through, you find finely thin hairs of your cat, Cali. I'd like to pick them up and put them in my mouth and do like a test stage. Darwin eagerly waits over your shoulder and says, Is it her? Is it Cali? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's Cali. Oh, I knew you'd be helpful here. Oh, we must hurry. I We need to save the cat. But I can see the trail's kind of getting a little dispersed. That's all right. We will persevere and head off to okay. the tracks. Um, so you see two sets of tracks. Uh, you see the canine tracks leading in one direction, yeah. and then closely next to it, they're interchanging. You know, they're kind of like, as if they're weaving. following, yeah, a little bit of weaving. Okay. And you see, like, goblin foot tracks almost, and they weave in between each other. They were here the whole time. Like, you've been following the goblin foot tracks of the bloodstain. Yeah. And there's still goblin foot tracks leading on. Are they going in the same direction? They follow each other pretty moderately, mm-hmm. and then out of nowhere, you can see that the canine trail kind of like splits off from the goblin trail that you're following. Okay. And the goblin trail continues on. So you can see, you can make from it that the canine trail kind of walked off a little bit from the goblin okay. trail. But as you find your way through, you hear thick bush rustles as okay. you're following the single goblin footpath with a blood stain on it. Give Darwin the sign of stop, you know, like the closed fist. Oh, yep. He tightens his grip on his uh, axe. And we'll just, like, watch. Okay. Roll a d20. 17. Holy shit. Okay. So as you stop, your ranger abilities alert you to danger. And as you roll your 17, you know exactly what the fuck you see. You see four goblins trailing you in the distance. Behind me? Yep. Okay. Four goblins are trailing you, waiting for you to be vulnerable is what you can make out from this. Okay. Like, they are they don't know that you can see them, but you can tell that they're, like, kind of waiting for an opening on you. Okay. Darwin, any suggestions? Uh, on what? Goblins behind us. <gasps> I didn't see oh, any go- What? Sorry. There's about four of them trekking behind us. Keep quiet, because we don't want to alert them too much. He, like, but... looks... He, like, looks over his shoulder really side-eye and, like, notices one. He's like, holy fuck. Hmm. Uh, Plan of action? I don't know. Hide behind the tree. Good idea. We could could hide. We could run. We could hide. You want to hide? Let's hide behind the tree. So, okay, so what are you exactly trying to do here? You're going to, like... Hide behind the tree. You're just going to hide behind a singular tree? Yeah. Well, I mean, I'll hide behind a tree. He can hide behind a tree. So they're all following you. They know exactly where you're they know at. Exactly where? How did they? Oh, they're trailing you. They're just trailing us. Yeah. Okay. They were like waiting. Okay. Yeah. They're gonna see us then. Yeah. Stupid. Okay. Tits. Um. <laughs> you saw all four goblins. I am going to hide behind the tree, and I have druidcraft, mm-hmm. which can create sound effects and imagery effects. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to um, distract them. I am going to give sounds like we are running off into the left direction okay after the wolf paw prints okay trying to decide between stealth or deception okay i'm gonna say roll a d20 on your stealth to see how well you i'm gonna have darwin roll this too because you you guys are both rolling not one oh boy yep that's how it's gonna go darwin rolled a 10 Okay. So you guys both like manage to hide behind a tree. As you guys both find a thick tree to hide behind, you trip and just eat fucking shit. And fuck. And are you still gonna go for the druid craft? No, I'm gonna book it. Oh, <laughs> you're just gonna get up and book it. I think so. Okay. Yeah, that's the only way to do it. You gotta what? book it. I would like to specifically run in the direction of the wolf paw prints. So as you book it for the wolf wolf trail. The goblins quickly stand up and start chasing you as they are now uh, tuned in to the fact that you're running away from them. So you and Darwin are both booking it down the wolf trail? Yep. Okay. Roll a d20. 
for initiative to see who goes first. For initiative? Yeah, this is an initiative roll. Goblin's got a 18. 13. You're already 30 feet away. Yeah. So you dashed. So you got 60 feet away. So you're a total of 90 feet. And now they're catching up to you. So I'm going to say we're going to roll competing athletics. You're going to compete against the goblins, but you and Darwin are both going to have to roll athletics to see if you can run away from the goblins. Okay. Okay, so there, the goblins are going to roll a athletics check. Okay. The goblins rolled a four. They rolled bad. Ah, so you're going to have to be a four. Um, a six. Oh my god. Okay, and then now Darwin's going to roll. Yep. Darwin rolled a 10. So you guys bolt down the wolf pass fast enough to evade them okay. and completely clear them out of line of sight. So you definitely efficiently got away from the goblins. Okay. So you guys bolted so fast that the goblins didn't have time to move. Cool. And it's your favorite terrain, so you're pretty good at dodging through. So you guys dart down the, the path away from the goblins. Yep. You're now going down the wolf trail. You've okay. evaded the goblins. They're in the distance. You can't hear them or see them anymore. Okay. And you guys are just kind of falling into like thick brush. Okay. Like really dense forest with just a small wolf game trail ahead of you. Okay. Does it make it hard to get through or? You can still, no, you okay. can, you can get through easily. Darwin can still get through, but he's okay. struggling more than you are. Okay. Well, maybe we'll just um, keep up a light jog and go around the corner and. Okay. You're going to keep following the wolf trail? Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I, as we approach the corner though, I'd like to, um, approach it cautious, maybe look around, see what's around the corner type okay. of deal. So as you come around a long kind of almost U-turn, but more of a distance, uh -huh. the forest slowly starts to open up and you see a cave in the distance. Darwin is like, Poppy, I can only imagine we've been following the wolf trail. Yep. I don't mean to be too dumbly obvious, but I have a feeling that there's wolves in that cave. <laughs> I think you're on to something. <laughs> Is there any kind of clue around the area that might hint at a cat being with these wolves? Uh, Not obviously, but okay. you can roll for it. I'll roll for it. Nine. And you add your, or plus whatever with your in oh, the forest. Shit, no. Eleven. Okay, tell me what you're looking for exactly. Um, you know, either more hairs, some cat scratches. How and where are you looking? Like balls. You're kind of coming out of a game trail with an opening that you can see a cave against a like cliff wall almost. Okay. Looking on the forest line? Are you looking on the opening? Are you looking in the cave? Where, where, where do into you actually... the opening because I'd assume we couldn't really see too much into the cave. Mm -hmm. So just like in the opening area. Okay, so you're checking out the opening area right before it like really gets open. You're the kind of yeah. I assume it's like a like trail opening yeah. cave. You don't see any signs, but you're not too sure. Okay. To what you see, you can't see any signs of a cat whatsoever. Okay. Can I see the wolves? Uh, I'm gonna say right now. Roll another perception check. I can see. Learn number size and how long ago they've been there. Well, you can see that there's one wolf that leads out of the trail for sure. Into a cave? Into the cave. Okay. Being that you're just where the forest comes into an opening, you can't get close enough to the cave to quite see into the cave well enough. Darwin, do you by any chance have um, a flint or some a tinderbox? I don't have a flint or tinderbox, no. I do have my sword, and I'm sure if you need me to, I could probably find some. You know what? Why do you even bother asking? And I'll snap my fingers and Druidcraft can produce a <laughs> small fire. Okay. And um, I will light an arrow on fire. Oh, that's cool. And fire it into the cave to hopefully light it up a tiny Okay. Bit. Roll a d20 performance check to see how well you can shoot the arrow into the cave. Ten. Okay. You shoot the arrow into the cave and it lands... Let's say if you rolled a 20, it would have dug straight into the back of the cave. Okay. You got like 20% into the cave. Okay. But you got it in enough to see a little pit with one wolf and three pups. A pit? Uh, Like inside the cave, there's like a... Like a den. Yeah, like a, a okay. matted down den pit. And there's one wolf tending the three pups. You cannot see any cat. Fuck. <laughs> I think we went on the wrong trail. <laughs> Oh, uh, Poppy, I I think you're right. I think this is just a game trail that led to a wolf den. Well, 
my original intent was if the goblins were still following us, we get stuck with the wolves and the goblins, so maybe they'd fight each other. But that's a good idea, and I will warn you, the trail is relatively obvious. They still might be on our path because oh, we've I been. Fo- <laughs> but I don't want to sound like a sissy. If we lead the goblins to this trail. They might attack those pups, Aww. and those pups are harmless. And although that wolf might be a dangerous wolf, I don't want those pups to get hurt, Poppy. Neither do I, Darwin. I'm glad you see things my way. Of course. <laughs> Darwin. What do you propose we do? I'll propose to you. I mean, um, let's go back and get those goblins. You just want to head straight back and charge into them? Not necessarily, but do you have any better ideas? Well... We could always wait for him and try ambushing them. I like your way of thinking. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> um, maybe, are there any tree branches that are, like, crossing in the path? Ooh. Uh, I'll say, because it's your favorite train, you could definitely find that. Okay. I'd like to make a, like, you know, like a hair release trigger. Pin the branch down with a rock and get a really long stick connected to it. And, like, put that in the middle of the pathway to where if someone runs over it, it knocks the stick and smacks them with the tree branch. Okay. So you're kind of imagining holding a branch down with a rock, and if someone hits a stick, that will release... It more of... The stick kind of just pushes the rock, and that's enough to make it unstable enough to release the... So I'm going to say that you're, like, kind of talking this out to uh, Darwin. Do you think that's a good idea? Well... It might be hard to set that up with the limited supplies we have, but I will say, if you need me to, I can hold a branch back as my own and hide in the bushes and let it rip. You know, that's not a bad idea. Let's definitely do that and try the stick idea. Roll a d20 nature check, and if you can be, let's say, an 18. Nope. Oh, boy. Four? Fuck. Okay, okay. So, so Darwin, you guys managed to find like a good tree setup that's, yep. you know, a thick a thick enough branch to really do a little bit of damage to the okay. goblins. Darwin finds a good spot to get into position, okay. but before he does, he looks at you and says, Poppy, I think I have a good idea this time. Lay down me, Darwin. I'm going to try to cover you in foliage, and if you want to hide in an advantageous area, maybe you can get a good shot on the goblins and they still might not even see you. <gasps> I think... This is a term I've heard other people use as a ghillie suit. Well, then ghillie me up, Darwin. You got it. And I'm going to have him roll a d20 nature check. Okay. He has no modifier for it. And he rolled a nine. All right. <laughs> so, <laughs> Got a little bit of dirt here and some leaves here. Yeah, I'm trying to think of a good way to add the nine to it. I almost want to add, like, a plus one to a stealth check with your ghillie suit. Okay. When the goblins come near. Because okay. nine's not horrible, but it's not good. Yeah. But it should be a benefit. If a 20 were a plus five. Yeah. Then, okay. Okay, so you're going to get a plus one when you make a stealth check with these goblins. Okay. Before shooting them with an arrow. Okay, then I'm going to duck down in the bushes the opposite side of Darwin. Okay. And... Okay, so for the most part, you were trying to mess with a trap to set up, and it just wasn't working in your favor. Mm-hmm. The rock kept knocking over, and the stick wouldn't trigger properly, and before you knew it, you heard rustling in the distance. And because you're a ranger, you're always alerted to danger sense uh, in your favorite terrain. So you were able to successfully, you know, hear it coming and get into position. Okay. Darwin, get ready! You hear four goblins coming down, and they're like, We gotta get these fucking two, you know, I uh, I heard Victoria told us to grab, uh, what's his name? Uh, Dar- Douglas? D- D- Darwin, you idiot. That's right, Darwin. And then they get into position right where you guys yep, getting and, ready to um, set up as the hit point. Okay, I will wait until Darwin releases. Okay. And then get whoever doesn't. doesn't. Okay. So they come near, and you hear him say, like, uh, you, you idiot, we, his name is Darwin, and we're going to bring him back to Victoria. Oh, that's right. Oh. Sorry. I'm an idiot. I'm a <laughs> goblin. What can I say? <laughs> okay. Um, so. I'm going to roll a D4 okay. to see when, Go- when Darwin releases the branch to see how many of the goblins he's going to affect with the branch. Okay. So Darwin's going to release the branch, and I'll let you know what you want me to do. Oh, shit. Darwin rolled a four. 
Okay, so, so like, be a, like a club. A club, yeah. A club does 1d4 bludgeoning. Okay. So Darwin's gonna do 1d4 on each one of these goblins. Wow. Okay, so. Plus strength. Darwin could fuck up all these <laughs> goblins yeah. super hard right off the bat. Goblins aren't that tough for the record. Good. I'll let you decide. Okay. Do you want me to roll 1d4 for all four goblins or roll an individual d4 for each goblin? Individual. Okay. Yep. So as Darwin lets the branch go, yep. the first goblin gets a two, the next goblin gets a one. They were in the back. Two. Okay. And a four. Yep. Two, two, one, four. So Darwin lets the branch go and it hits the first two as like sticks and branch kind of like really make their impact on the first two it barely hits the third one away okay. and the fourth one gets the blunt trauma and just whacks him in the fucking mouth and he's like his name is fucking darwin you <laughs> as you just hear whack. okay i imagine the one who didn't really get hurt kind of like ducked down a little bit or something just enough to where it didn't get like Fully smashed. Yeah, it like scraped the top of his head kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, okay. So he's probably going to be the only one left kind of standing in the same area. Mm hmm So that's when I'll um, fire an arrow at him. Okay, you're going to hit the lowest health one? Yeah. The one that didn't get hit yeah, hard? Yeah, the one that didn't get hit Okay, hard. so as they get hit with the branch, uh, it knocks them back, and they see straight who let the branch go, and they're, they say, There he is! There's the Darwin that we're supposed to get! And as you fire, roll, uh, roll your d20 to see if you can break his armor class. 25? Okay, well you <laughs> definitely hit him, so roll your, uh, damage. damage on the low health one. Oh, baby, 11? <laughs> you shoot, uh, we use the cleave method. So your arrow... Oh, okay plunges through i know how i want to do it does it kill him the first one the it one does kill the first okay. one how i want to do it is i want to aim at his belly like right where his intestines are uh -huh. so like it slices open his belly okay. to where his entrails come out okay and then it goes into the next one okay it slices open the first goblin's <laughs> belly mm -hmm. and he just instantly falls intestines down. Intestines pop out. Yeah, his intestines flow out nice. and he loses all guts and you just hear a guttural like <laughs> as he falls down to his knees and just collapses into his own death. Next time you better trust your gut. And then the next arrow flies straight into the next goblin's heart and drops him as well. You killed two goblins with one arrow shot. Your heart wasn't in that one. And the other two look at each other like, oh fuck. <laughs> And they kind of panic, but then they hold their composure. You scared the fuck out of them. They clearly walked into a legitimate ambush. Darwin says, You'll never get me alive, you dirty goblin fucks. And he swings at him with his long sword. So now you guys are going to roll initiative. Okay. And then you roll a stealth check. Okay. On top of initiative? Yeah, you're hidden in um, Gilly. Nat 20, my dude. Oh my god. Plus one. <laughs> So, you shot your arrow through them all. Did you, you yelled something, though. Which one? Yeah, I did. I yelled. The goblins have, were so scared that they just saw their two get mowed down. They didn't even see where that noise came from. You didn't even hear it. Yeah, you're a fairy in a fucking bush once more. They can't see shit. You're a fairy in a bush that just killed two I, goblins. I am a bush. You are a bush. You and Darwin are fucking them up right now. I'm pretty excited about that. Okay, so... I'm still gonna have you guys roll initiative. Okay. Goblins will roll. Uh, goblins got a 14. I got a 16. The remaining goblins, I should say. Yeah. Darwin's gonna roll. 14 again. Okay, so Darwin's gonna go first. Okay. Okay, so it's you, Darwin, and then the remaining two goblins. And they can't see you right now because you're hidden okay. in the bush. So do I keep first initiative then? Yeah, okay. so you can take another shot. Okay. Um, I'll, so uh... The goblins at this point are still, like, freaked the fuck out. They just held their composure. Darwin's getting... Darwin's, like, running at him. You'll never get me alive, you goblin fucks. And then you can successfully pop up and shoot an arrow if you want. Yeah, I'd like to do that to whichever one is, like, the furthest back. So that Darwin can keep running through to whichever cool. one. Okay, I'm gonna say that's the one that got the four damage on the okay. branch. Okay. Roll a d20. Twelve. Twelve. Total? Yep. Okay. You shoot your arrow and it flies past the goblin. 
Uh, roll a d20 for stealth, and I'm gonna say if you can beat a 15, you get an extra plus one. You'll nope. still stay hidden. Nope, eight. Okay, so the one goblin notices you and nudges and says, Enemy over there, seven o'clock. <laughs> Get ready, Ligma. We're in for a fight now. You got it, Sugma. And they hold two scimitars up and are officially ready for battle. Darwin meets the first one in a swing, goes to uh, swing for his forehead. Darwin's gonna connect with the first one. He rolled a 16. In the midst of the battle, your arrow flies past the goblin's head. Darwin runs over and once again says, You'll never get me alive, you goblin fucks. And he swings his axe and just crushes the first goblin's head and splits his head in half. Jesus. And then at the same movement, he kicks the next goblin right in the chest and knocks all of his wind out and just hits him against a tree. And this goblin is like fucked up now. He just took two giant bludgeoning smacks from the tree. Okay. And this... He's going to try to run away now. Oh. You fucked him up. He doesn't like this shit. So if you want to, the goblin's turn. He's going to use his action to disengage and run. What does that mean? Disengage means that you won't get an attack of opportunity. Okay. He's just going to book it. He's yeah, so as he sees his goblin buddy get fucking crushed in the head and he gets kicked up against a tree, he goes, Ligma, no! And he turns around and says, uh, Fuck this, I'm out! And he turns away from the tree and just starts booking it down the wolf trail. You killed my friends, you bitches! Can we shoot after him? Yeah, you can go after him and shoot, but you just don't get an attack of opportunity. You can oh, roll okay. a d20. Oh, okay. Yeah, you can take a shot with him in the arrow. Okay. Okay, so he books it down the wolf trail and says, You killed my friend, you fucking bitches! And he starts booking it down the wolf trail. You're gonna... I'm gonna shoot at yeah, him. Let yeah, me know what you do. Okay. And you hear him go, Fuck, fuck! Suck my no! <laughs> a 25? Okay. Does that hit? It hits, and you're definitely gonna finish him because your damage bonus is plus. So, what do you do? How does this happen? Eight. Ligma, the goblin, is running down the trail. Ligma, what? Ligma, nuts, bitch! And I'll shoot an arrow at his back and nice cold execution. It hits him directly in the spine, and he stiffs up and just hits straight and drags across the ground. You finished off all the goblins. All right. I was not expecting that to happen. <laughs> no? Nope. Okay. Darwin's like, great shot, honey. You really took out that goblin fantastically. I can't believe we just finished them off. I couldn't have done it without your wonderful support. Well, that tree branch idea was pretty good, I gotta say. It was. It was genius. Well, I don't mean to be the buzzkill here. But we're still missing Callie. We need to find our cat. Thank you for keeping us on track. You know it. And we'll, um, I, th I think we might need to retrack our trails a little bit. I don't want to mess with that wolf and her cubs. Good idea. Let's, uh, head on back and maybe follow the goblin trail this time. That sounds great to me, honey. Sounds good to me as well. Okay, so you guys make your way back down the, uh, away from the cave and back to the original goblin, goblin trail. As you make your way down the goblin trail path, the tracks slowly start to disappear. Mm -hmm. You slowly start to lose where it's going, but still have a sort of traveling game trail path that doesn't break. You carry onward after your goblin encounter. As the forest mist thickens, the trees become more dense. And after an hour of this, the birds slowly go silent, bugs stop chirping, and the forest goes quiet. Before you in the distance are two splitting paths. In the pathways, you see your mother in one. She's drinking her alcohol, but waves you desperately to start following in her path. And you hear a ghostly message fill your thoughts in your mom's voice, saying, Forgiveness. Forgiveness. Echoes through your mind. Forgiveness. Mom? Forgiveness. Have you seen Callie? She's even drunk in her in her ghostly message. She doesn't say anything back to Callie. You just hear the echoing of forgiveness. And then a little... Huh. Doesn't seem any different than her normal behavior. Nope. And then in the other path, you see your grandma proudly standing with her arms crossed confidently. And she looks you in the eyes. And her words fill your brain as well. With no clear sentences, just one word. Respect. Respect. That echoes into your brain. You're at a trail splitting, and Darwin looks at you and says, Oh, well, trails are split. Hmm. 
Wanna flip a coin? <laughs> hey Darwin, are you um seeing anything special down these trails? Hmm. He's gonna roll a d20 real quick. Okay. I see a cool bird down that way. Ah. Looks like a some kind of parakeet. Is that what you're talking about? Oh, that's kind of cool. I didn't know parakeets were needed in this portion of the forest. Ah, that's a pretty good looking bird. Huh. Uh, do you by any chance um see anything? That could be pointing us towards Callie? Uh, I can't say that I see anything pointing towards Callie. We kind of lost track of that uh, goblin trail. Well, Dispersed the ground a little bit too much. Darwin, could I ask you a question? Shoot. What would you value more, forgiveness or respect? That's a tough one. That's what I thought. Where are you standing right now with your moral dilemma? What... what there's not a lot of context you're giving me here. Oh, just a... Life is a spectrum, Poppy. You can't always just make it a black and white statement to say one or the other. Someone's life leading up to that moment is the real answer of that. Uh, I was just gauging your, um, your perspective on life. Me personally? I'm not too many people that need my forgiveness. I've been a pretty good person up until this point. If you ask me, I might go for respect. That's what I was leaning towards. And I do like my Grammy. To the right it is. Okay. And you, you see the vision of your mother slowly start to disappear with a very disappointed, sad look in her face. And her arms open for a hug. But she drifts into the sky and slowly disappears as you make your way down the right path. No different than normal. So as you make your way through the trail, it leads to a massive opening. And in that opening, you see a huge pink three-story castle surrounded by trees. And the roof is just as dense with brush as the forest that you've been walking through. The castle's main doors have two guards patrolling them. One in the front, standing in front of the main section doors. And you can see one in the back, patrolling around the rear entrance. As you gaze upon the pink monstrosity that is a castle, you see the 25% flock of ravens flying through the sky and go straight into a chimney, digging into the brush. And they just disappear within the chimney. And Darwin says, Poppy, I, I think this might be Victoria's castle. <laughs> do you, you don't think she sent those crows after us, do you? Why would you know what Victoria's castle looks like? I mean, do you think they're friendly? I've had a run-in with Victoria in the past. I've had to deal with her before. You see, she has this weird thing for me. Yeah? Well... I gathered from the flowers. I've returned gifts to her a few times. That's kind of weird, Darwin. How long ago did you say this was? In my younger years. Younger being yesterday or younger being 17 years ago? More around the term of, like, when my parents were looking after me. Younger, like six years old, Poppy. She's always had a weird thing for me. You say so, Darwin. You have nothing to worry about, my love. Thank you for your reassurance. That's uh, it's, all I really it's, needed. It's a past memory of a pink castle remembering my parents going over there for tea. Did it, they come out? They did come out, yes. Did I just, I remember faint memories of drinking tea at this castle. I believe it might be her vacation home? Her parents were really rich, Poppy. Which we could all say the same. Oh, me too. Do the guards look friendly? Hmm. Are they like guards who don't encounter too much trouble leaning up against the wall kind of people? Or are they like on high alert? I'd say medium alert. Okay. They're not super low. They're uh, they actually look more stressed out than anything. I'll walk up to the guard. You're just going to walk up to the guard? Yep, I'm going to walk up to the guard. Hello there, good sir. Oh, hello. Um. Did you know pink is one of my favorite colors? It's on the spectrum of mauve, which is actually my favorite color. That's that's pretty cool. You know, I, I'm not... Hold on. Who are you? Oh, my name is um, Petunia, and I'm looking for my lost cat. Have you seen a cat walking around here? Well, I haven't seen a cat walking around here. But oh, hold on, I'm not allowed to. Aim. I shouldn't be answering questions. Oh, I'm on. No, I'm a guard. Okay. Don't worry. Um, I'll give you um a ration. We we caught some birds back there that we could offer up to you. I'm just purely looking for some information. I'll be on my way. His ears pop up as you say ration, and the other guard from around the back sticks his head around and goes ration. <laughs> ration? Hey, what's going on over here? 
And the other guard comes up next to the other guard, and she, he says, uh, This girl named Petunia, she's uh, trying to offer us up food. What? What? What do you mean? What? What's the deal here? Oh, well, hello, the good sir. Thank you for joining our hello. party. Um, I was just curious if you have seen my cat walk past. Darwin chimes in and says, I'm looking for a cat. Do you see a cat anywhere? Hmm. You know what? For the right price. I think we might be able to drop some information about a cat. What, say, perhaps, might be the right price? Empty out the rations that you have in your bag for us, and we'll consider letting you know some information. If it's too much of a bother, we can just be on our way. I wouldn't want to inconvenience you. Hold on. Yeah, hold on. We, we kind of want some rations. Well, you see, we only have these two birds. Mm. Would you like them? Roll the deception check to see if you can convince him. Eight. You say that you only have two birds, but there's like three bird beaks popping out of your bag. Alright, well, you see, I... Hold on, I see three birds in your bag, lady. I know. I apologize for the fib, but I was really just saving one as a treat for my kitty if if we actually did manage to find her. My poor, poor kitty. Just out of curiosity, what did your cat look like, ma'am? Well, you see, she's very fuzzy, and and she's very beautiful. She's really beautiful. She's so beautiful. She really is, isn't she, darling? So beautiful. So beautiful. I love that cat. Um, she has bright green eyes, and and well, I don't know if you know too much about the cat species, but do you? So as you're saying, she's beautiful and stuff. The goblin chimes. The the smaller, high-pitched voice goblin goes. Hey, isn't that the... And the thicker goblin takes his uh, uh, scimitar and kind of like clunks his... And you hear metal ring. And he says, Shut up! We're not... You know what? I think you guys are in the wrong location. Why don't you turn around and exit that trail before we gotta escort you off of this premises? Oh, um, okay. Well, we'll just be on our way then with the birds. The goblin looks at you and says, You know what? Go on, miss. And then as you turn around, the other one says, Your name, hey, you, fairy boy. Your I hurry up and elbow him twice. Your name's Darwin, isn't it? My name is Darwin, yes. The woman inside, Victoria, she wants to have a word with you. We were told to give you a message that she wants to see you for a moment. You may enter the property here if you'd like. But you miss, and he points at you, says, You may exit the premises now, please. I'll pull Darwin over. One one moment, please, gentlemen. And pull him over to a corner. And uh, He says to you, Poppy, I know that this is a weird situation, but by all means, getting her cat is one of the utmost importances of us right now. That's exactly what I was going to say. I'm thinking I might need to infiltrate this castle. I agree. You're going to have to search every nook and cranny in that castle. By all means, I will go into that castle. I will search every single room until I find that cat. You stay out here and be safe. I don't want you in any more trouble than we have to be in. Um, I have to leave the premises. So um, if you need me, send a scream out the window. Got it? You got it, baby. And he turns around and walks to the guard doors and he says, Bring me inside the castle. I think I have business to attend to in here. Right away, sir. <laughs> and he opens the door and guides him in. I hate to see you leave, but I love to watch him go. I'm so fucking cute, bitch. I'm so fucking cute. Once again, as always, thank you for listening. And if you want to let us know you like the episode, follow me on Instagram. I'm Dominic Antini, your dungeon master at Chip Skylark 43. And I'm Mel Sobe at Melliboo22. In case you didn't know, she's the one playing Poppy. I know my voices can be really uh, convincing, but. <laughs> He's only one person. <laughs> I'm only one man. Thank you for listening and uh, goodbye.